Chapter Four of In New England Fields and Woods by Roland E. Robinson. The Sleepervox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Eva Davis. The Crow. The robin's impatient yelp, not yet attuned to happy song. The song sparrow's trill, the bluebird's serene melody, do not herald the coming of spring, but attend its vanguard. These blithe musicians accompany the soft air that bears the fields, empurples the buds, and fans the bloom of the first squirrel cups, and sets the hyla's shrill chime a-ringing. Preceding these, while the fields are yet in the unbroken whiteness, and the coping of the drifts maintain the fantastic grace of their storm-built shapes, before a recognized waft of spring is felt, or the voice of a freed stream is heard, comes that sable pursuivant, the crow, fighting his way against the fierce north wind, tossed alow and aloft, buffeted to this side and that, yet staggering bravely onward, and sounding his trumpet in the face of his raging antagonist, and far in advance of its banners, proclaiming spring. It is the first audible promise of the longed-for season, and it heartens us, though there be weary days of waiting for its fulfillment, while the bold herald is beset by storm and pinched with hunger, as he holds his outpost and gleans his scant rations in the winter-desolated land. He finds some friendliness in nature even now, though her forces assail him with relentless fury. She gives him here the shelter of her evergreen tents, in windless depths of woodland, bears for him there a wood of sward or stubble, whereon to find some crumb of comfort, leaves for him ungathered apples on the naked boughs, and on the unpruned tangles of vines wild grapes. Poor raisins of the frost, the remnants of autumnal feasts of the robins and partridges. Thankful now for such meagre fare, and eager for the fullness of disgusting repasts, in the bounty of other seasons, he becomes an epicure whom only the choicest food will satisfy. He has the pick of the fattest grubs, he makes stealthy levies on the earliest robin's nests, and from some lofty lookout or aerial scout watches the farmer plant the corn, and awaits its sprouting into the dainty tidbits, a fondness for whose sweetness is his overmastering weakness. For this he braves the terrible scarecrow, and the dread mystery of the cornfield's lined boundary. For this risks life and forfeits the good name that his better deeds might give him. If he would not be tempted from grubs and carrion, what a worthy bird he might be accounted! In what good, if humble repute, might he live? How lamented! Die! O oh, appetite, thou base belly-denned demon! For what sins of birds and men art thou accountable? In the springtide days, the crow turns aside from theft and robbery to the softer game of love, whereunto you hear the harsh voice attuned in cluttering notes. After the wooing, the pair begin house-building and keeping. It is the rudest and clumsiest of all bird architecture that has become the center of their cares such a jumble of sticks and twigs as chance might pile on its forked foundations but woe betide the hawk who ventures near 
or owl who dares to sound his hollow trumpet in the sacred precincts at the first alarm signal as suddenly and mysteriously as robin hood's merry men appeared at the winding of his horn the black clansmen rally from every quarter of the greenwood to assail the intruder and force him to ignominious retreat when at last the young crows having clad their uncouth nakedness with full sable raiment are abroad in the world they with unwary foolhardiness and incessant querulous cries of hunger or alarm are still a constant source of anxiety to parents and kindred but in the late summer when the youngsters have come to months of discretion and the elders are freed from the bondage of their care a long holiday begins for all the tribe the corn has long since ceased to tempt them and the persecution of man has abated the shorn meadows and the close-cropped pastures swarm with grasshoppers and field and forest offer their abundant fruits careless and uncared for what happy lives they lead sauntering on sagging wing through the sunshine from chosen field to chosen wood and at nightfall encamping in the fragrant tents of the pines at last the gay banners of autumn signal departure and the gathered clans file away in straggling columns flecking the blue sky with pulsating dots of blackness the green earth with wavering shadows sadly we watch the retreat of the sable cohorts whose desertion leaves our northern homes to the desolation of winter end of chapter four the crow 